0: But in Baltimore, a lot, I've made a lot of uh, non-Christian friends,
1: I made a lot
0: of them and they started questioning, you know, why do you do that or why do you believe that? And mm-hmm. so I actually had to answer it.
1: What do you
2: do when someone challenges you about what you believe about God? Hear more today on Fully Known. It's hey, Kim, how are you?
1: Good, how are you?
2: so what what exactly do you do if somebody were to ask you like what your job is like what yeah. how would you describe it?
0: uh, I would say I'm doing a research on an anti bullying program with mm-hmm. children's Hospital of philadelphia
2: so how how is that working with schools virtual
0: yeah, so right now we have a curriculum that's like yeah, a practically intervention, a program, but um, it used to be on-person and, like, workbooks and paper, like, physical things. So we're just trying to transfer all that to virtual. So we're now using, like, Google Slides and something, a really cool online tool called Nearpod. So if any teachers are out there and want to know how to, like, make it interactive. So we're making all these uh, like presentations interactive so students can draw along and fill in blanks, type in their answers, make it a discussion. So that's how we're making it virtual. Um, so like counselors can still teach it online and mm-hmm. still interact with the students.
2: So yeah. you in the past were actually teaching these things in person at the schools, weren't you?
0: I, it was an in-person program. So I, as a Coach would teach the counselor of the school this program, and they would be implementing it. So it's more of like a sustainability project okay? so that the schools can continue on even if I don't work with them anymore.
2: It's amazing that you've been able to figure out a way of adapting the project so that people can still benefit from it even though they're learning at home.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, social emotional learning is so important. And then there's so many cool technology, technological features these days that make it possible to have everyone, like, connected in a way.
1: Yeah, Yeah, yeah.
0: Let's work on digitalizing all of our curriculum.
2: Yeah, and in some ways, you know, so much of bullying nowadays happens over social media digitally yes,
1: cyber. yeah and so
2: so for you to be able to develop this program in a way that allows people to engage with it via distance is really cool because frankly that's where it's happening anyway so it's making mm-hmm. a really important connection so that's really cool
0: yeah we definitely try to put some cyber bullying into our curriculum
2: so why don't you tell us a little bit about your family you know tell me about your parents and
0: so my parents i guess i'll go backwards like ah, uh, right now. They are they're working, so my dad has a dry cleaners in Flowertown. Um okay. my mom helps with that. We also have a drop what we call like a drop shop which is um like another cleaners so where they drop off the clothes but they don't actually clean do the cleaning there. Okay. We have that in um in Philly. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: like near the Penns Landing area. Mm-hmm. Um we've had that since two thousand and twelve, so we we bought the the factory or the business but before that i think my dad did a lot of um i don't I don't want to call it independent but he 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 jumped around in a lot of like cleaners doing business and that's like tends to be pretty big in the at least korean community because mm-hmm. you don't have to like speak english very well um mm-hmm. so they've been doing that since we moved here in maybe 2002 from korea Before then my mom was at admin at a school, like an elementary school. So like maybe a vice principal or principal. Mm -hmm. Um, And then my dad was in construction slash slash architecture.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, I think it's with Hyundai. I'm not, don't quote me on that. Yeah. He, He did that and I guess studied that in his undergrad or something. So yeah, those are my parents.
2: So you moved here, you were born in Korea. Yes and but you you came pretty young.
0: Oh, uh, I came around 5 or 6. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, you were yeah, you were definitely young. Do you have any vivid memories of your childhood that stand out when you think about being a baby and being a young kid in Korea?
0: There are like some parts. I, I remember I lived in like Pusan area, so it's like way south. And so like it's in movies, I know. Um but my apartment we like kind of lived in maybe like the 14th floor or something and okay. we had balcony on both sides of our apartment
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i remember if i looked out one side of the balcony i could see the ocean but for some reason if i go down the like just straight across to the other side of the balcony i mm-hmm. could see a mountain
1: wow that was
0: pretty cool yeah That's beautiful yeah
2: I think about you know some places on the West Coast that's what like when I think about Malibu, I think about you know if you're at Pepperdine's campus, you look to the
1: mm-hmm. the right and you
2: have these gorgeous mountains and valleys, and then you look to the left and you have the ocean, and it's just such an amazing contrast and to have them both within you know your view that must have been really, really cool as a kid to be able to see that out your window, you know yeah, amazing stuff, wow, that's great. So um, so you come to Grace Point. I'm wondering if you could share just a little bit about, you know, your story of coming to faith. When did you feel like your faith became your own and not maybe something that you were doing with your family in
1: any way?
0: I would say some, I grew up in the church, so mm-hmm. I had to go like every Sunday to church with my family. I think in eighth grade is when I realized like, or sorry, somewhere in middle school, at mm-hmm. a retreat, of course, <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, there is a guy that, like, really, he takes all my worries
1: away. Mm.
0: And I felt, like, a, I guess more like a physical sensation of weight being lifted off my shoulders at one point. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, so I really can trust in him and uh, put, like, my life and, like, my family to him that he will take care of everything Mm-hmm. But then I think my faith became my own, and I started owning up or even living it out maybe a couple of years ago when mm-hmm. I moved to Baltimore,
1: mm-hmm. when I
0: didn't have the security of my home church and no one questioning my faith. But in Baltimore, a lot I made a lot of uh, non-Christian friends. Mm-hmm. I made a lot of them, and they started questioning, you know, why do you do that or why do you believe that? And mm-hmm. so I actually had to answer it. So I think during that time,
1: mm-hmm. it
0: never hindered my belief, but I realized I wasn't making it my own. And I, I guess, always just followed what, well, to be honest, I think no one asked me. So
1: mm.
0: I didn't think about it.
1: Yeah, but then yeah.
0: now I had to think about it and I have to give them an answer and not just like the Bible tells me so.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's
2: so. powerful. I feel like we had similar journeys in that regard in that it wasn't until I got to college and people started challenging my faith
1: mm-hmm. that,
2: I, that I realized I had never really thought about really why I believed the things that I did and that people had really reasonable objections. And it led yeah. to a really long journey of kind of thinking about the things that were being asked of me for myself, you know? So it's really powerful.
0: That's so true. So do you... Do you feel like you're still on that journey or like
2: I feel like, you know, the Christian life is is one of of peaks and valleys in terms of struggle. I feel like I don't doubt um I don't doubt the core truths anymore the way that I did in that mm. season. So I really am confident in the Bible, I'm really confident um who God is and who Jesus is and what he's done for me. But mm-hmm. In the day to day, you know, when things are hard, the, the ability to, to really cling to those truths and trust when I'm struggling is something that I feel like, yeah, is a battle, you know, on some days it's yeah. easier than others. But I never, I think what what's changed is in when people were raising those questions or even professors in college who mm-hmm. I was just in awe of how smart they were. So if they didn't believe this stuff, you know, who was I to believe it? I think those, that kind of doubt. Yeah, I don't have that, thankfully, anymore. And I think that that's just something that God has worked out, you know, um, yeah. for me. But but uh, I think, yeah, definitely people, even when they feel confident in their faith, still have those moments of struggle and um, and fear and anxiety and stuff like that, you know.
1: Wow, so. yeah.
2: Yeah, that's great, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know that you have been really... Uh, reading a lot in this season, which has been <laughs> such an encouragement to me. I was just wondering, you know, what what are some of the things you've been reading and what has stood out or what are you wrestling with right now as, as you've been doing reading? And-
0: oh, um, actually, I'm reading the book that you've got me. Is it Love of Wars?
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 uh, war of Love, yeah.
0: A war of Love, there we go. i swear I'm reading it. But <laughs> I am... I started that about last week, and I'm really into it, so uh, um, oh cool That one is what I'm diving into, and it really I really enjoy actually reading um a lot of like Christian books, but like I guess uh not like so heavy in theology, mhm, not saying that's bad like that, i'm I'm trying to refrain from that, but also understanding how other people came to Christ, yeah. Yeah, I think those are. I, I like reading that too. Yeah. So this is more like that. And so, um, not a struggle, but just another thing in Baltimore I got questioned was like, how is the church, like the way they treat the LGBTQI plus community?
1: Mm-hmm. was
0: something that didn't sit right and I wanted to have a firmer foundation and a better answer to or a better belief I guess not even an answer to when someone asked me but like that's just how I feel about it and how my stance on that right now
1: sure sure like,
0: just a political I don't know you
1: mm-hmm. know yeah
0: Words going so I think this book is definitely helping me
2: yeah I can't wait to talk about it more with you, just because what I love about his story is he is completely raw and honest about his whole journey. And you're going to see as you get through it, that it's not a straight path. It's not like he doesn't get hit by a lightning bolt and all of a sudden, you know, his feelings, his temptations go away.
1: Mm -hmm. He's a guy that
2: really honestly wrestles with which church does he go to? Can I go, should I go to a church that is fine with what I'm doing? Should I go to a church that is not. And, and here I feel welcome, but I don't feel like they're actually Mm -hmm. taking the Bible seriously. But here I feel like they're taking the Bible seriously, but they're not loving me. They're not Mm -hmm. making me feel welcome. And I just really appreciated how honest and, you know, what's interesting is by the end, he actually does bring you through scripture, I think in the last chapter of, Mm. you know, what he believes, you know, the the Bible teaches. And yeah, it's, it's a great book. And because it's, somebody who's living it I think it's so different Mm -hmm. from maybe you and I who might not struggle with that issue we have other issues we struggle with but being able to hear hear straight firsthand from somebody their journey and and I just love that it's messy because I feel like our lives are so messy and
1: Mm -hmm.
2: it's always nice to be able to tell the story with the happy ending but you know there's a lot of struggle in our lives with whatever whatever things we struggle with and I really appreciated his his testimony and his journey and stuff
1: so I'm glad Um, you're
2: I'm glad you're enjoying that.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, thank you for recommending it.
2: Oh, yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah. So I I have a little bit of a research team. I didn't tell tell you this in advance, but (laughs) you're a vegetarian, right?
0: That's correct.
2: (laughs) I I heard from my research team that you have a funny story about when you told your family that you had made this life change. Does that ring a bell?
1: (laughs) Oh, what?
2: From what from what my team has uncovered, it was on a, a pretty specific day, which made it quite memorable. I've heard for your family.
0: No, okay. First of all, I <laughs> kind of feel like I know who your research team is, <laughs> and I feel like you might have a different perspective. <laughs> like you might realize it's an important day, but to me, I'm like, huh, I don't know.
1: Okay. Well, <laughs> is it
2: true that you announced this at, at Thanksgiving?
0: <laughs> you know, I guess that is. When came, because that's when I came home to see my family,
1: <laughs> and I just didn't eat the turkey. <laughs> oh,
2: that's 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 a great story. I mean, that is just when I heard that, I said, you know, I have, "Oh, I have to bring this up with her because that's like a monumental." When I think about our family's Thanksgiving, you know, there's definitely a lot of meat there. It's not there's a lot of yeah. There's, of, there's potatoes. There's a lot of pie. There's a lot of um, other things, but but there's definitely meat, whether it's pork or turkey. So I just love this image of. I mean, you're you're very kind, you know, sweet. So it, it's mm-hmm. I just have this image of like you coming in and announcing this while there's this feast set before you, and just everyone being like, well, what? Yeah, <laughs> so. that's
0: true. They saw me like eating a a plate of uh, corn and rice. Mm-hmm. So, like, is that
2: it? <laughs> how how much? Uh, earlier to you coming home had you made that transition or was it really right before you got home
0: so that was thanksgiving to november but i think i like wanted i started that change in about from like july mm-hmm. so it wasn't it wasn't much like it wasn't a long time
2: since right then. yeah but, it, but it, yeah but it was not the night before. So you had start, You no. had already kind of been living that. Did you, was it because of something you read or saw or was it just you, you don't like meat? You know, I know Courtney doesn't eat red meat just because she oh, yeah. doesn't like it. So um, we're, we're kind of like a chicken family unless I'm out with her dad. And then we sneak a steak once in a while. But... <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's funny. I, I guess it's more, I, I like, <laughs> I like animals, <laughs> like And I, when I started eating less meat, I had I was able to like just digest my food at a much faster pace,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: I just felt better. And mm-hmm. so I guess it was more like for my body, and then also knowing the benefits, how eco friendly it is. Yeah. Earth. I think that like also drew me to like going my yeah. lifestyle. Yeah.
2: That's good. Yeah, I definitely when I eat less meat I definitely do feel better. I saw this horrible documentary in college called Beef. I think it, was, it might have even been black and white. It was really primitive, <laughs> but it just followed cattle being brought from the farm to a, a a factory, yeah, to 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 the supermarket and it was so graphic that I remember not being able to eat meat, you know, mm. for at, for at least two days. After I saw... <laughs> no, I'm two joking. Days. <laughs> It was more than two days, but it was definitely one of those moments where you're like, wow, I'll I, this will, I'll never look at a hamburger the same way, you know? Yeah. So.
0: It's really easy to not make that connection from your plate, like that emotional connection, well, emotional, yeah. but like yeah,
2: that no, connection. You're right.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. to, um, and realize that the face yeah. is not there, but yeah.
2: Yeah, and that's why we, we changed the name, right? We don't say we're having cow for dinner. We say we're having a hamburger. Yeah. It, it gives you that extra distance to not be maybe acknowledging what you're actually doing.
0: Exactly, yeah.
2: So yeah, so no, I appreciate that. The other thing I, I heard, which I actually didn't know about you from my research team, is that you're quite an athlete.
0: I think
1: we could just say the research uh, member, of the source. So is it like
2: is... Ban Bong or something? <laughs> oh, it might it might it might rhyme with that, yeah. It might. No, yeah, yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> Well, he was right about the Thanksgiving story, so he can't, <laughs> I, I can't... Uh, so, lacrosse, is that? was that your sport of choice?
0: Um. Yes. So, I played lacrosse and volleyball since, like, 7th grade to wow. high school, like, 11th grade. Yeah.
2: Nice. Did you have a preference for one of the, over the other?
0: You no. Know, I think I sucked at both the same <laughs> amount, so at the bench, you know, pretty much the same amount of time for both
1: sports.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I would imagine, though, like today, though, you can still kind of pick up and play volleyball with friends, but lacrosse is a little tougher to play, you know, when you're not on a team.
0: Exactly, and more equipment, so for sure. Yeah, I enjoyed both of it um, a lot.
2: I think lacrosse is an amazing sport. I first interacted with it more actually in college. It wasn't a big sport in my high school, and just watching people practice i had I, one of my roommates would practice against the wall of one of our buildings with you know the stick and just you know flipping the ball as hard as he could and then trying to catch it and it's just a lot of coordination you know it's because it a glove you know i'm a baseball guy playing with a yeah. baseball glove you're you're using pretty much something that's covering your hand so mm-hmm. you're very close to what you're trying to catch but with a lacrosse stick you know you're there's quite a distance between where your hands are and the little yeah. and it's a small net you know yeah. And then you, have to, you have to do that motion to keep it from falling out and rocking and cradling of it. It's a really, I mean, maybe you sat the bench, but you have to be fairly athletic to even make the team because there's a lot of coordination going on there. So that's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, it's like a, it's like hand-eye coordination. However, it's like the the stick is an extension of your hand. So to control that, it's,
1: mm-hmm. it goes
0: rough. So there's definitely a reason why I sat the bench for a while. Yeah.
2: Well, what do you feel like in this crazy season we find ourselves in, what do you feel like God's been teaching you? Or what do you feel like you've been
1: learning in this season?
0: One thing I've learned during times like this, where there's like a pandemic where everyone's kind of like not knowing what's happening. Mm-hmm. It it makes us realize that we never had control
1: of mm.
0: our lives or, or even the world. It was always in God's hands we yeah. thought we did. So when something like out of the blue totally turns our world upside down it like makes us see that there is someone greater and bigger than us that's taking care of it. Mm-hmm. Who has control over this. Realizing that.
1: Mhm. And that's
2: powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's yeah, that's so well said and it's true. I think we really are confronted with the reality of how little control we have we think we think that we know what's going to happen or we plan as if we know what next week will bring but mm-hmm. this season we've definitely been faced with the reality that we don't and that yeah that there's one who does you know so that's yeah. really that's really good thanks for sharing that i was really blessed by yeah. that
0: hey is there um sorry no hey was there anything <laughs> that um, you thought like yeah. what well, you learned or i feel so like i'm
2: why... learning a lot yeah i mean I, i'm definitely um I'm, gr- I'm growing in prayer you know i feel like mm. prayer has always been really important to me but i think i've just been more aware of you know praying for everything in a way that i think i i often was more comfortable relying on my work and my prep for something than my mm. prayer for it so even talking to you tonight honestly i was praying before I i called you you know i really I've been excited about this. I wanted it to be a good experience for, for you. And, and so just not just jumping in to the call, but wanting to sit, set that t- time aside for that. And even if it's just brief, I just find myself when I'm in the car, you know, driving, running around, you know, just trying to, to spend some time, you know, talking to God about what I'm feeling and stuff. That's that's one of the things. I think what you shared, you know, mm-hmm. it definitely it resonates with me as well. I think I, you, you, fr- you don't realize how much you do feel like you have things planned out or you expect certain things to happen. And so, right. so quickly we were just confronted with how, how limited we are, how vulnerable we are. And 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 it hit in so many different ways. You know, we have, I mean, even right now, right? We have these fires going on in the West Coast. We have
1: mm-hmm.
2: unemployment issues. We have the health issues. They're all happening simultaneously. And we just realized, you know, now there's, I think there's another hurricane coming. Uh, Mm -hmm. to Louisiana, which is still reeling from the last one. So yeah, there's just this reality that there's so much that can happen in in the moment, you know? And so just, I think you just reminded me just even talking to you. I think the other thing that's been huge for me is really, I no longer feel more, I live in the moment. So I've been spending Mm. more time with Asher alone and it's not morbid, but like I I walk with him and I'm like, you know, I don't know if I'm going to see you grow up, you know, and just really mm-hmm. coveting and, and ajo- enjoying that time with him in a way that I feel like I, I frankly didn't with my other kids. Cause I was always so busy with seminary and with, you know, it was just yeah. like, I felt like they didn't get the undivided attention. I feel like I've been giving them now in this way, mm-hmm. which is a real, it is a gift. And um mm-hmm i'm just more aware of how precious the time is you know so i think god's been teaching that as well well i don't i don't want to keep you on too long but i what, what i thought it would be a fun way to end this is something that um i don't did you ever watch the interview show inside the actor's studio
0: no i haven't
2: so the the w it, it was popular like 10 years ago or more and and he'd always end with this like these, these brief questions that were just more like free association. So there's no right or wrong answer. It's just kind of like what comes to your mind when you hear these. And so I've kind of adapted it for mm-hmm. for us. But okay. yeah, I'm just gonna share them and you can give, you know, one word answers or you could just say pass, whatever, but just try to have fun with it.
0: Just say what is it like a what's it so, like speed uh, round? Uh,
2: you know way kind of, Well, not a speed round, but like yeah, you don't have to like ponder it and have some deep answer basically. It's just kind of what you what are your what are your initial thoughts.
1: Okay. And so like
2: one is like what's your what's your favorite food or one of your favorite foods
1: to eat? Oh, okay. I see. You,
0: you want me to answer that right now? Oh, okay. It's Indian food.
2: Oh, nice, nice. Do you yeah. have a favorite Indian dish?
0: Paneer and then it's green.
2: Yeah, that's my favorite too. Palat paneer. Oh, is it- yeah, yeah. Spin, spinach with the... Oh, I love that. It's so yes. good. It's so good. It's hard to get... I found it's hard here to get a really good version of it. I, I Yeah, okay. So we're in the same page, all right? Wait, where
0: uh, have you found a really good one? You can't stop there.
2: <laughs> so there's a place in Princeton, which is far, but, but yeah. that's, that's the closest I've gotten to what I would get in, like, New York since I've mm. been in, been in Philly. There's probably good... Sp- in in the center center city but i'm so rarely there i've never and i the suburbs honestly like around us there's nothing it's just no it's it's bad like i I don't yeah i don't i'm not gonna say names but when they say (laughs) it's indian food and then i go in there i'm like this is not really this (laughs) this shouldn't be called indian food yeah yeah what is your what sounds do you do you love to hear
0: i guess waves crashing so i like the beach
2: what sound do you hate to hear
0: probably like ambulance, like police, sirens.
2: Who would you like to see put on a new um dollar bill? You could pick anybody, it doesn't have to be anybody historical, it could be anybody. You could say yourself if you wanted.
0: Oh, I was gonna say that's easy, I want to say Beyonce, but nice, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so... she definitely <laughs> deserves to be on the bill.
2: I love that. Well, what let's say you know you, you leave this research job, what is another profession you would like to try at some point? If you could.
0: Uh, the counseling mm. career path so like therapy but if if you're saying like i can pick anything out there and yeah
1: i anything. have somehow
0: the skill set for it it's maybe in between like culinary or engineering
2: oh that's cool yeah last question what would you love to hear god say when you arrive at the pearly gate
0: oh that's such a good question <laughs> oh i i don't know i guess good work <laughs> i don't mm. know
2: yeah yeah that's sweet that's really sweet
1: yeah
2: uh wow well this has been wonderful i am so glad we got to do this tonight and thank uh you. really thankful for the time together and it makes me more aware of how much i miss seeing you in person but uh oh. but thankful we got to to catch up a little bit and i got to hear more of your story so
0: well thank you me. so much for taking the time to talk to me it means a yeah. lot
2: yeah, yeah. And I hope you have a good rest of your week. And um, yeah, when you're ready to talk about that book, let's let's reconnect.
0: Yeah, will do.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, have a great night, Grace.
0: You too. Bye-bye. Yeah.